Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is produced in association with Jazz Times. Vocalist Samara Joy burst onto the scene in 2019 when she won the Sarah Vaughan International Jazz Vocal Competition and went on to win two Grammy Awards in 2023 for Best New Artist and Best Jazz Vocal Album for her CD, Linger a While. Samara grew up with a family of professional singers, so singing was a natural pursuit. Her grandparents sang with the Philadelphia gospel group The Savats, and her father is a gospel singer, songwriter, and producer. Samara's attraction to jazz started in high school and developed further through her jazz studies program at SUNY Purchase, although she acknowledges her continuing love for gospel and its influence on her. With a seemingly overnight packed touring schedule and appearances on every imaginable media outlet from Colbert to Kelly Clarkson, this very busy young woman found time to sit down with me right before those Grammy wins to discuss her influences, inspirations, and millions of TikTok followers. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I commented to Samara that when I first started in the business, people constantly asked me why I was interested in jazz. I think jazz is a natural for young people. Yeah, I do get that um, question a lot. What brought you to this? You could be doing anything else. You could be doing, you could be singing anything else. Um, And I agree with that statement that when I first um, found that I was interested in it, was, of course, when I was in a jazz studies program, but um, I was introduced to it in high school and I wasn't I wasn't interested in knowing more um, until I got into that jazz studies program and until I was surrounded by um, musicians who all pretty much had the same goal as far as um, learning and listening and and um, playing, you know, being active in this music, being active contributors to it and um, and uh progressing it and moving it forward. Um, and so when I started listening to it, when I, when I was exposed to it during that time, um, I just connected with it. It didn't matter that it wasn't, you know, what, um, I grew up with or what was, what should be normal for younger people. It's just what I connected with. It's all about exposure and the fact that jazz isn't on the radio very much. That's the real reason that Mm -hmm. younger people aren't listening to it. I think, Mm -hmm. because if it were, if they were hearing it all the time, Mm -hmm. They would know how terrific it is. And when you were in high school, you were singing with the jazz band, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And, but it didn't really grab you in the same way. What made you choose to major in it? That's the interesting transition for me. I'm sure you probably know Pete Malinverney. Um, mm-hmm. I auditioned with him. Um, and I auditioned with the only standard that I knew, the one that I learned while I was in jazz band, um, and I, I mean, I was auditioning. I was going to colleges. I didn't really audition for many of them, but I auditioned for Purchase because it was close to home and the the program seemed like a really good one. And I didn't want to take a gap year or do anything like that. I still wanted to be active in school. So um, I auditioned for him. And even though I know it probably didn't sound too great trying to sing jazz at that point, um, I sang, he then told me to sing a hymn and um 
So I did. And then he was like, you know, we would love to have you in the program. We think you would be a great fit. And um, I still didn't think so, even at that audition. But I gave it a chance and I'm very glad I did. I made a lot of great friends and, and a lot of wonderful relationships because of my time there. Can't get out of this mood. Can't get over this feeling. Just can't get out of this mood. Last night your lips were too appealing. And the thrill should have been all gone by today. In the usual way. But it's only arms I'm out of. Can't get out of this dream. What a fool to dream of you. Wasn't part of my scheme to sigh and tell you that I love you. But I'm saying it and I'm playing it down. Can't get out of this mood. Heartbreak, here I come. Can't get out of this mood. My guest. Samara Joy from her CD, Linger a While. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. When Samara auditioned for the jazz program at SUNY Purchase, she was just beginning her love affair with jazz. And while the person she auditioned for thought it went well, she wasn't convinced. I assume you sang it pretty straight. And that was probably a surprise and refreshing because it's the opposite of what so many people do when they jump into jazz. They jump right in and sing what they think a jazz singer would sing, don't Mm -hmm. you think? For sure. And I, and yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad I don't have any recordings of it at that time because I just I wasn't listening to any jazz, and so I know it didn't come out. You know, it was just like what I think, <laughs> what I think this might sound like because I heard Ella sing it a couple times. But I'm right. glad that being at Purchase definitely gave me the opportunity to listen and to absorb and immerse myself in in the music. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of listening to other people's versions of things, the first. My first introduction to you was Guess Who I Saw Today. Mm-hmm. And that's a song that not a lot of people do because Nancy Wilson's version was so famous. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that can happen that people will stay away from things. They'll think, oh, that person owns it. But you jumped in. And I'm curious why, what drew you to it, if somebody recommended it. Tell me about that, because I loved it when I heard it, and I thought, okay, this is a person I need to check out. It was, yeah, that was one that I was scared of, too, because I was like, I'm not sure I can top that, and that's going to be what's in everybody's heads when they first hear it anyway. Um, But it was recommended to me, and um, I'm glad that people... um, have been attracted to it and have, you know, uh, been open to hearing another version, even though Nancy's one is uh, the one. I was struck by it, too, that you chose it, because another thing that people say a lot to young people is, how can you have the depth? How can you have the experience to understand that kind of heartbreak, which I think is very patronizing and discounts all the experiences that you've had in Mm -hmm. the last 22 years. So I think that 
it's a really powerful story. And I would think that your musical background, your your I've read that, that you were doing that kind of things, more like going in that direction with some of the things you were doing in high school, more like musicals, that that's all about storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I would think that the story of that is so powerful that that would draw you. Would you talk about that? Uh, well, being in high school and even in, I mean, as early as middle school, you know, being a part of musicals and stuff like that, I was, I was always shy and introverted, but I'm glad that I had a chance um, when I was on stage and I was, you know, reciting lines and stuff that I was actually, you know, developing, I was, I was using my voice to develop a character instead of it being about me, I guess, which I, I liked, you know, I liked it being like, I'm here to fulfill this story, um, and to tell this story and how can I do it in the most authentic way possible? Um, and that's what I think about every time I sing songs, like guess who I saw today in round midnight is like, um, it's not necessarily about me and whatever, uh, you know, agile things that I can, you know, acrobatics and stuff that I can do with my, it's, it's all about, it's all in service of the story. And so I'm mm. actively thinking about that, not performance, but like connection. You're so late getting home from the office. Did you miss your train? Were you caught in the rain? No, don't bother to explain. Can I fix you a quick martini? As a matter of fact, I'll have one with you for to tell you the truth. I've had quite a day to Guess who I saw today, my dear I went in town to shop around for something new I thought I'd stop and grab a bite when I was through. I looked around for some place new. Then it occurred to me where I had parked the car. There was a most Even I could spot it 
a very relaxed stage presence, which is something most people have to work on. Mm. And do you attribute that to the fact that you did those musicals? I've talked to a lot of actors who are shy, and the thought of doing a cabaret performance and standing up and singing a tune petrifies them. Mm. They would much rather have it be about a character. And you spoke to that a bit, but now you're doing jazz concerts mm-hmm. and you are a shy person, you say. So how have you made that transition? Because I find it very interesting. You seem very relaxed on stage. Um, this past year, because I was, I mean, I guess I was always sort of comfortable, you know, um, singing and performing in like choral groups and, and in musicals and things like that. But when... It was all when it when it turned from just having a role in something and kind of um, sharing the leadership role, I guess, with other people, you know, being in musicals and stuff like that, to it just being me. Um, that was frightening. Um, but I sang in church for a little bit. Um, I think from it was like the end of high school. So um, I was I was 16 when I started like singing lead. Like, actually, you know, I had a mic and I was up front and I was like, you know, taking, quote unquote, taking charge. Um, And I didn't I didn't think that I was prepared. I didn't think that I was ready. But still, they gave me a chance and they allowed me to get nervous and they allowed me to just, you know, just be up there. Because that's the only way that you get better at stage presence and at, you know, being on stage is to actually be there and to actually, you know, be in those situations where it's like, I don't know what to say. How am I going to recover from this, you know, quickly? Just like, and even if having a script off off stage helps too, if you know what, how you want the set list to flow and what you want to say in between, what you don't want to, you know, that helps. But I think what has helped me is just being there. It's just being on stage every every night, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. having, having that practice um, has been tremendously helpful. A sweet pumpkin Say you love me too If you do I'm certain we could be One of the happiest couples In this society I got a feeling That I'm just your style 
My guest, vocalist Samara Joy from her CD, Linger a While. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Did they talk about that in school? How to put sets together, how to perform? Did you have teachers that talked to you about that? Because that's its own thing, too. Not, not from what I can remember. I know we were getting ready for recitals and things like that. And so we had to, we had to, um, focus our attention on, on how we wanted to present, um, certain junior or senior recitals. But, um, that also was just to practice, you know, being in combos and having combo recitals, making a set list out of all the songs that we learned and things like that. It just, it just came with time, I guess. I'm thinking of my own experience and mm-hmm. working with so many different musicians. But leading a band mm. is a very particular thing, too. And I think of with this show, I think of our listeners and other singers or musicians who are coming up that are listening to this and thinking, how did you learn those skills? Or do you feel you're still learning those skills? Or did everybody just snap, too? I mean, how was it for you being on stage and, and saying, OK, I'm now in charge and I'm telling these guys what to do? Well, I was fortunate to be around guys who reminded me of that because sometimes I was scared to introduce certain ideas um, to them, you know, certain songs. I was like, well, maybe they'll think this is silly or whatever. And those guys, those same band members would say, this is your band. You make the calls, you make the decisions. We're here to support you. Um, And so it it just with time I was like okay I'm I have to step into this role I can't be afraid because you know the only way that you grow is when you make mistakes and when you you know venture for things that's a crazy idea but let's try it out it doesn't work okay let's refine it let's try something else so I think more and more especially as people have been supportive of it it's just like you have to step out and and understand your role and keep preparing and you know don't be um a dictatorship or anything like that. Like I want everybody to feel included as far as their ideas when it comes to be, at least with my band. Like I, if I have an idea I want to present, it's like, what do you think about that? What do you think about maybe adding a section here, there, this ending, blah, 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 blah. I want it to be collaborative. So, um, but I realized that if I wanted to be collaborative, I have to set that atmosphere first, being the leader. I want to talk about some of your favorites because I know that Carmen McRae is a favorite. What do you hear? Because these are very, these are names that come up, but they're very different. And you will be hearing something different than other people. Right. One of the things that's fascinating with this show for me is learning how differently people can come at the music or mm. at certain, one person will hear one thing, another will like the tone, another will like the improvisation. So let's start with Carmen. You're a Carmen McRae fan. So talk about what you hear with Carmen and what really draws you to her. Well, with Carmen, 
I knew that she was a piano player before um, before listening to her. I had done like a little bit of, of background research and stuff. Um, but when I listened to her sing, yes, the tone strikes me, but it's also the ease the ease with which she um, expresses her creative ideas when it comes to interpretation, I think. Like if I hear her sing a song, if I hear her do like a little, like a riff or a run, or if I hear, you know, just just the, the, the way that she, like maybe even down to like her diction, the way that she like strongly, you know, uh, emphasizes one word or the other when she sings with her tone, if she growls, like all of these tools that she has, adds to the story side of it. So it's, I guess that's what I, it's like whenever, whenever I'm like, I hear her, I'm like, oh, that was, that was so cool. I wish I could sing that like that. I wish I could, you know, express myself so fluidly, you know, when it comes to singing. Um, yeah, that's what I hear. I definitely, I hear, I hear definitely the emotional side of it, but the technique as well is, is well intact. And I think she has the perfect balance of both of those things. A pale and lonely moon lights the sky in the dark before the dawn. I sit here in my room, how I sigh for the day that's come and gone. Another lonely day passes by and a new day is coming on at midnight tears I've shed today will pause waiting until tomorrow Dreams of what could be come close to me timidly. There's a brand new day inside at that time, round about midnight. Life's a game of chance And you're one of the minor players Look for what you love The day to come Harbor some Let your eyes put out their light At that time Round about midnight Every day's gonna bring Carmen McRae, a favorite of my guest, vocalist Samara Joy. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Talk about Round Midnight. I just love this from your CD. Talk about your concept for this, your approach. Talk about this. With Round Midnight, when I first heard her sing John Hendrick's lyrics um, on Jazz Casual, I was like, first of all, I didn't even know there were other lyrics to this song. <laughs> and 
they're so I mean, not to say I mean, I love the the original lyrics, too. Um, but with John Hendricks, there was just it, it was just so much more a lot a, a different story being told. But still, it was like the same kind of depth and the same the, the fact that it's still a Thelonious Monk melody and it's still, you know, uh, a gorgeous song. And so when I heard her do it as like, this is a beautiful, these beautiful lyrics attached to this already beautiful melody that I've learned and that I've heard. Um, but there isn't a version of it, another version of it, you know, it's not recorded very often, these lyrics. Um, so it was, I, with this song, I wanted to record a song that I think most people in the jazz world already know. They're already familiar with Round Midnight, but introduce a different version that may be, cause I was new to those lyrics as well. So I can't imagine anybody who doesn't listen to Carmen McRae has probably never heard those lyrics. So, um, I wanted. I just wanted a, another. Uh, I wanted to add that version into the, and in, into the space, I guess. And I, I used, um, I utilized the connections that I made at purchase by having my uh, peers um, arrange for that song. So um, the tenor, the tenor saxophonist on that recording, it was. It's three horns. It's recorded with three horns: trumpet, trombone, and tenor saxophone. And the tenor saxophonist who I worked with at purchase and we still work together now um he arranged for that song so i wanted it to be big and dramatic and you know have that extra texture with with horns a pale and lonely moon lights the sky in the dark before the dawn i sit here in my room how i sigh the day that's come and gone Another lonely day passes by And a new day's coming on At midnight Tears I've shed today Waiting until tomorrow Dreams of what could be Come close to me Timidly There's a brand new day Inside At that time About midnight Just one of the minor players Look for what you love The day to come Harbor Let your eyes put out their light At that time Samara Joy from her CD, Linger a While. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired.
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all your favorite podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. Please visit jazzinspired.com to find out how you can chip in and support us. No gift is too small. And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to entice others to listen to the show. Thanks for helping us spread the word and celebrate 23 years on air. Here's saxophonist Lester Young's recording of I'm Confessin', which inspired my guest, vocalist Samara Joy, on her own version of the tune. Mm-hmm. 
Talk about I'm Confessing. That was another favorite of mine from your CD. I'm Confessing That I Love You. At that moment, I had already heard Lester Young's version of that song, and I, I learned the solo, which I originally heard from his recordings with Oscar Peterson. Um, and I had already heard the song prior to writing lyrics to it, and prior to even the idea of writing lyrics to it, I had already heard the song, and I already heard the the solo, and I was listening to Lester Young checking him out, and I was like, this is so beautiful, so lyrical. Um, I'll never scat because I can never, you know, I can never sing something as lyrical as this. Um, scat something like that, similar to how I feel whenever I listen to Ella or Louis Armstrong. But um, I knew that writing lyrics to it, there's already a story behind I'm confessing that I love you. And so what if my lyrics were a continuation of that story in the solo expressing and, and the and the story behind it would be um, uh, two friends who are, you know, are who are close, you know, and um, but one of them has developed deeper feelings for the other, but doesn't know how to tell them. Um, and so that was my guiding. That was my guiding storyline throughout me writing lyrics to that song, to that solo. Um, and I really, I like what I came up with. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Day and night you're on my mind, but do you really care to you? I'm just a friend. Seems like it'd be better if I never say a thing, keep all my feelings to myself, but just hearing you speak makes my heart beat out of my chest. Love's a silly game and I'm its latest fool It started so innocently and then it grew My eyes were open and I saw you How was I so blind I should have known my in front of me it's such a shame I should keep it to myself I'm curious because you've had such great teachers and you talk about that mm -hmm. in your press you quote it and so I would just if you can sort of distill it down what would be the best advice you got from John Faddis the best advice that I think I've gotten from John Faddis um, would be that it's important to know the tradition. It's important to understand the tradition. It's important that if you want to pursue jazz music, you can't do it. Um, I don't know if saying it in a vacuum is the right word, but um, you have to find what you like. Like if you like listening to Sarah Vaughan, if you like listening to, like I like listening to drummers. I like listening to pianists. I like um, listening to bands and how that sounds. I like listening to horn players and, and things like that. Like find who you like, listen to, listen to them, study them, learn about them and add to yourself in that way. Cause otherwise, if you're saying, I want to be a jazz singer, but you don't know anything about how it, what it was, how, what it is, you know, what has already been established as that, um, then how can you expect to grow at all? You know, cause I know a lot of people would say, um, I'm pursuing my own sound, which is a great thing. Um, but just like anything, you have to you have to do your research and you have to build yourself some sort of foundation 
and some sort of uh, some something to to springboard you. How about Alexis Cole? I know that she was one of your teachers too. What would be the best advice from Alexis? Similar, but I would say that she was one of the first people that I came in contact while I was at Purchase. Um, and so she heard what I sounded like, you know, pretty much the same as how I sounded in the audition. Um, nice. You know, I tried to sing as nice as I could, um, but it was definitely uninformed as far as as far as um, jazz singing. And so she's like, I love your resonance. I love your sound, but it's definitely sounds like we need to do a lot more listening. So, <laughs> you know, learn, learn all that you can about um, the technique, you know, of taking care of your voice and and preserving it. Um, but make sure that you listen to the music. And Barry Harris, the last one, what's the best advice Barry gave you? Sweet Barry. The best advice that Barry, it was, it was for him, I think it was in the things that he did, not necessarily in what he's, even though he said a lot of amazing things like singers do not sing on the beat (laughs) And, (laughs) and you should be like musicians. You should, you should, to practice your scales and your arpeggios, just like the musicians are doing. You're not, um, um, you, you can't be separated from that because you are musicians. Um, and you should be adding to yourself as any musician would, as far as um, learning to sing a melody a different way, or just like with Carmen McRae, having, having different harmonic options, like knowing that, getting that in your ear and in your voice so that you can, you know, if you need those tools, then you have them at the ready because you've been practicing them and you've been practicing your ear training. Um, so I, yeah, maybe that, maybe that's the best quote as singers are musicians, but I think in the way that he practiced and in the way that he taught, um, and in the way that he, uh, without you know without shame he <laughs> expressed his opinion about music and and um, his passion for it um, I think is what mm. I would take away from him the most I was impressed always with Barry and with some of the other older musicians that I met when I was younger and continued to know that they were so passionate as you say about music that mm. they continued to be passionate and they were genuinely excited about younger people coming up that they thought had something to say. Mm-hmm. And they weren't jaded about it, which always, now that I'm older, sort of surprises me a bit because it's easy to get jaded when you've been around for a while and you see how the business is. But that was something that that was great about Barry, that he just was so supportive through through his lifetime of everybody that and always interested, which I think is really, it speaks... It's a great metaphor for life, to stay interested and stay encouraging and supportive of other people. I don't know why, but I'm feeling so sad. I long to try something I've never had. Never had no kissing Ooh, what I've been missing A lover man Oh, where can you be? The night is so cold And I'm so all alone I 
just to call you my own got a mood above me but no one to love me love a man oh where can you be Talk about Sarah Vaughn. That's another favorite of yours. Mm. Oh, you get a beautiful look on your face when you look up. <laughs> because I like That's great. People, uh, people can't see that, but I just see you get this kind of far away look in your eyes. So talk about Sarah. I, it's just like when I when you mention these names, their voices come into my head. You know, like some of my, mm. some of my favorite songs by them come into my head. Um, and the reasons why, you know, I like them and the reasons why I was attracted to them in the first place. Um, and so with Sarah Vaughn, I would say, who is also a musician. <laughs> um, but I think that I think that whenever she sang ballads, that was that was kind of my my favorite uh my favorite, uh, my favorite thing to to draw inspiration from. I I could hear her sing anything. It doesn't, you know. But when I first heard her sing um, things like "Lover Man" and "If You Could See Me Now," um, I was like, I I have to learn how to evoke that much, you know, that much depth and that much emotion in order to port to to in, like in in insert it into a song. You know, it's just. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why I get the faraway look. It's just like when I first listened to it, I was like, I have never heard anybody sing like this before. You know, I never heard anybody with such range in their voice being able to sing any uh, anything <laughs> and, and to sing it with <laughs> ease, you know, going from going from high to low with ease. You know, it just uh, I think that was what what and, and have it not be and have it not be necessarily because of that. Like that does it just it all sounds beautiful and it all adds to the story it's not just technique with no emotion or emotion with no technique it's all it's everything combined talk about your recording of misty because of course thinking of sarah i think of that tune too talk Mm -hmm. about that that's one that i was um also hesitant um i was hesitant about because it has been recorded by so many greats and so i felt that maybe another recording you know wasn't going to and change anything it's just going to be it's it's still a beautiful song Look at me. 
Vocalist Samara Joy from her CD, Linger a While. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Here's Sarah Vaughn's recording of Linger a While, a favorite of Samara's. Stars shine above you, linger a while. There's a, a live album, and it, it combines uh, live tracks of hers from, I think it was from like the early 60s and also from like the 70s and 80s, um, which is interesting to hear, like the change in her voice, you know, in the first couple of tracks versus the last. Um, it's really, really big change. But um, though that, that track was one of the earlier ones, and I didn't... Uh, I wasn't used to hearing temp like a tempo like that from her. Even on the other live recordings that I heard, it was never anything that was like up, you know, I was like, well, you know, musicians do that. Bird does that. And she sang with birds. So I guess it's, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I was, I was attracted to it because of the tempo was, was driving and it was fast and it was moving, but she still somehow found a way to like float over it and, and make it, make it beautiful at the same time. So I, I wanted to, I wanted to try it out as well. Shine above you, linger a while. Whisper, I love you, linger a while. When you have gone away, each hour seems like a day. I have something to tell you, so linger a while. The stars shine above. 
nothing to tell you Watch you linger a while Shine above you, linger a while. Whisper, I love you, won't you linger a while? When you have gone away, each hour seems like a day. I've something to tell you. Linger, linger, linger a while. Talk about social call. Oh, yeah. I've always just loved that tune. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one that I was introduced to um, by Ernestine Anderson. Um, ah. And um, it was recorded on an album called Nika's Tempo. And I like the, the playfulness of the lyrics. And I, and I love the melody as well. Um, and that's all. I mean, that's really what it comes down to me, to it. That really what's what like no matter if it's a standard or if it's a jazz composition, because that one I consider a jazz composition. Um, because it was written by uh, Gigi Grice um, and lyrics were by John Hendricks on that one as well. Um, if if I like the melody, if I like the lyrics and I feel like I can actually, if I, I feel like I can add it to my repertoire and I, and I can, you know, interpret it in a, in a way that I, in, 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 I, if I feel like I can interpret it, then I'll do it. So yeah. that was one that was very, it was a very easy, easy decision to add it to the repertoire because I just love the song. Happened to pass your doorway Gave you a buzz, that's all Lately I've thought lots about you So I thought I'd pay a social call Do you recall the old days We used to have a ball Not that I'm lonesome without you I just thought I'd pay a social call I'd lie and say that things are just swell But to tell the truth I haven't been too well But if you should try to kiss me Promise that I won't stall Maybe we'll get back together Starting from this incidental Elemental simple social call Happen to pass your doorway. So talk about TikTok, because this is something that I heard in one of your interviews that you started relatively recently in January of this year. Yes, yes. And Emma. what inspired you to dive into TikTok? I kind of felt like I, not like I had to, but I was I was asked to earlier than that. Um, but I didn't because I didn't feel comfortable and I didn't feel like I had a place on TikTok, even though it's for it's generally geared toward young people. Um, so when I finally decided to do it, I was just like, this is my it was my New Year's re- resolution. This is my goal. This is one thing that I've been slacking on that would be a, a helpful tool as far as sharing music, because people are using it to share everything. You know, they're sharing stuff about their businesses, um, writing and, you know, just in all areas. And so I was like, I think I have a place here. If every, if everybody else can somehow find a place on this thing, on this machine, then <laughs> how can I find a, you know, how can I, what can I do? And it's like, I'm not going to do anything that I 
am not already, I, I'm not going to do anything to like force people to like me, you know, or try to fit the image of what social media projects onto people. It's like how we should always present ourselves as such a way, this way, that way. You can't share too much, blah, 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 which I already don't, you know, share. But um, yeah, I just, I got on there and I just sang. I just posted singing videos. Like I'll post a singing video here, singing video here. That is my contribution to social media for the day. And it turned out that that was all that I needed. Do you think that, that this, from the feedback that you've gotten, because we've come full circle here. We, we started out talking about if more people got to hear jazz. Do you think that, that the people that are following you are, are making a connection with you and it stops there? Or have they talked about wanting to maybe check out other jazz? What do you think? I'm curious what you think with that. Um, I think it depends. I think that for some people, maybe it stops with me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, it's just like, I like a pretty voice. This is what I like about this, but I still, you know, am, I, I have my music taste, which is fine. Um, but I would hope that it opens up, you know, people's palettes to what is out there as far as music, because I'm, I'm, you know, just one part of this, you know, big, big picture of, you know, this, this music and a, a one part of music, you know, in, in general, like there's so much out there. Um, so I feel like if I can just share and, and people like, I've never heard this before. I want to know more about it all of a sudden. Then that makes me happy. You've taken off like a rocket. Mm. And I would think that's hard to get a busy schedule almost overnight because mm. you're touring in a big way. And that's not only physically tiring, it's emotionally tiring mm. because now instead of a gig with, with space in between it, you're going out there and doing it over and over, and it's a lot of pressure. What? How is that for you? It was, What's it like? It was a lot to get used to at first. I was not. I was not. Um, I guess I wasn't. Pre <laughs> I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I had to learn on the spot. Um, and it's just another one of those things. It's like I can't. I can't help but be grateful to have people who want to come to the shows and who want to see me and it, it prompts, you know, venues and promoters to say, well, we want to have you overseas. We want to have you here. We want a tour. We want to continue a working relationship with you. It just, I, I can't, I can't help but be grateful for that. So even though it has been overwhelming and it's been a learning process being on tour, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't take away from what I, you know, from what I, the main purpose of it is, you know, what I'm doing it for is to sing and to share. Well, congratulations on it all. I'm a big fan. I appreciate you taking the time to do this because I know you've been doing a lot of interviews too. Been very, very busy. So thank you and best of luck with all of it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for your time as well. You've been listening to my conversation with Samara Joy. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another creative person about how jazz inspires their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidoff. You can download podcasts of Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired from all the usual podcast platforms or listen at jazzinspired.com. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. We're funded primarily by your donations. So please visit jazzinspired.com to chip in. 
And please write a review on Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for us to spread the word. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is also sponsored in part with generous support from our listeners and Paige at 63 Main in Sag Harbor, New York, serving organic microgreens and vegetables grown on their own energy-efficient indoor and outdoor aquaponic farms. Better taste, happier planet. Visit Paige at 63Main at opentable.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one, from my CD, High on Fats and Other Stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love, from my CD trio. I'm on piano, with Mike Hashem on sax, and Chris Flory on guitar. For more information, visit jazzinspired.com or judycarmichael.com. <laughs>